0: My name is Zach Geyer, one of the pastors here at our new community. Today we have baptism celebration. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited about this because this is our first baptism in this building. And we trust that this will be the beginning of several baptisms here. What that means is that God will use this sanctuary to bring people to save in faith. We have a lot uh, today, so I intend to be very, uh, very, very brief. Let's pray. Lord, we quiet ourselves before you this morning that you will speak to us. I'm excited for my dear brother Blair, who today, he will making a public declaration of what you have done in his life. So rejoice with him. We are glad that he's making this bold step. Pray that we will not simply be witnesses this morning, but we will continue to encourage him in his work with you. Holy Spirit, I turn this time to you that you must speak to us. What is baptism and what is even its significance to us as Christians? Honor yourself this morning by lifting Jesus high, that men and women, young and old, might be drawn to the gospel that saves. In Jesus' name. Amen. In a short while, I'm going to invite Pastor Peter to come and celebrate uh, the baptism with our dear brother. As we look to the New Testament, we see a pattern developed leading to baptism. It has always been the gospel proclamation, hearing the new belief. When you believe, you will be baptized. Sometimes it is the entire household that are baptized. I want to ask some few questions, which of course I'm not going to answer every of those questions this morning. But what is baptism? What is the significance of baptism to a believer? Who should be baptized? How are we? Even to baptize? Are there examples of baptism in scriptures? This morning, I just want to answer two of these questions. This question that I've just raised, a part of what we answered during our baptism class. We we'll go into details to expound on this because it is important to us as a church community. This morning, I want to draw attention to a phrase in Paul's writing. Just two words. In Christ. What is the relationship between baptism and this phrase, in Christ? As a matter of fact, if you read through the Pauline epistles, you will discover that Paul will usually use a preposition to describe our relationship with Jesus. Sometimes he will use in or into or with or through to describe how we are related to Jesus, but not just only our relationship with him, but the benefit of that relationship as well. So this morning, what is baptism? From covenant document, it reads this. Baptism bears witness to. It proclaims, and it's a sign of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. Water baptism is a visual and a symbolic demonstration of a process union with Christ in the likeness of his death and resurrection. It signifies that a person's former way of life has been put to death, And there is a new life that individual is individually living as empowered by the Holy Spirit. Not just are you converted, but as you walk with the Holy Spirit, you are sanctified on daily basis as you obey the Lord. And the literal meaning of the word baptism simply means deep. Or immerse just deep into something, as we will witness a few minutes from now. A brother will be in the water with a pastor, so that he will be immersed, demonstrating that his old life, the old nature, the sinful nature is put to death. But that is not where it stops. Pastor Peter will raise him out from the water, signifying to Ross, symbolizing that our brother Blake is a new creation, that all things have passed away. Behold, I made new. This is a brand new person. But this transaction didn't start here. You will hear from our brother that this is a journey that started somewhere, but this morning he wants to declare to his brothers and sisters that hey this is who i am i am alive in christ jesus this is what paul says in romans 6. i'm sure it will be on the screen from verses 1 through 6. i highlighted some few words because i wouldn't have the time to expound on those paul writes what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have, been, who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or oh, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We are therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live in a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in resurrection like his. For we know that our also self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Dead no longer has mastery over him. The dead he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the gospel that saves, this is the gospel that transforms. This is the gospel that unites. Friends, this morning we are going to welcome our brother into the family of God. We have the opportunity to celebrate him today. But as you soon hear from him, Angels have celebrated his conversion. Today we have the opportunity to participate in that celebration. The question that I'm going to pose before you is Have you been celebrated? In other words, has this gospel meant anything to you? Have you identified with the death and resurrection of Jesus? Simply put. Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? What do we need to be baptized. I'll just mention four things and I'll be done. I really want to celebrate my brother. I promise him that I'm going to be very brief because I don't want to delay the celebration. Why do we baptize? It is in obedience to Christ. I think I should have a slide for that, possibly. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. It's an act of obedience and love towards Jesus for baptism is an An express command from Jesus. Therefore, this morning our brother is obeying the commands of Jesus. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus commanded us to go. When people believe, we baptize them. When we do so in the triune, God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That is exactly what happened in Jesus' baptism. God the Father, God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. We're all present in his baptism. Therefore, this morning our brother will participate in that experience as well. The second thing is, through our baptism, we identify with Jesus and his church. There are passages there that are highlighted for us to read. Baptism also is an act of worship to God by giving glory to God because he has fulfilled his promise in the new covenant. Therefore, as we participate in baptism, we are offering worship to our living God. The last thing is through baptism, we witness as well This morning our brother will be telling us that, hey, I am a Christian. I'm not ashamed to declare so. But through that declaration, he's calling, challenging and asking you, where will you spend your eternity? So, baptism is important. Because we're obeying our Lord. We're submitting ourselves to his Lordship. but also we are living in the community by identifying with Jesus and his body. We are worshiping him through our baptism. we we'll bear be a witness as well as we are baptized. Brothers and sisters, if you are a Christian, have you been baptized? If no, I want to encourage you to do what our brother is about to do. And if you're not a Christian, this will be an opportunity for you to take the first initial step that leads to baptism, which will be conversion. You know that would be born again, born of the spirit. You'll have the opportunity to have a new life that puts to death your old nature. The appetite, the desires that are against God will be put to death. But something in you will start anew. A new desire, a new passion for God and for his mission. Let me say this. What our brother is about to do does not lead to salvation. No, it doesn't lead to salvation. But this is part of the journey when you are saved. This is part of the journey when you are saved. I don't have the time to talk about The place of infant baptism this morning. We do that during the class. Friends, I want to encourage you that if you are not yet a Christian, consider doing that today. Don't wait. Today is a day of salvation as a matter of a now, the time for salvation. And if you are saved, you're not yet baptized, may I encourage you to make a decision. Grab me after the service and say, here's the ax, and list me for the next baptism. You can grab Pastor Peter as well. He's back, so. It is important in our journey. Baptism matters. Let us pray. I'm so excited that we have this opportunity today to celebrate with our brother what you've done in his life. I'm equally excited because you will challenge us to respond in obedience to the gospel that saves. So come in this next section of our worship service that you will be honored, that we'll be excited to celebrate with our brother for what you have done in his life. Be magnified, be glorified in Jesus' name. Thank you, Brother Zox.
1: Um, It's Zox's birthday today. We wish him a happy birthday. (laughs) All all 47 years of him, we celebrate his life. Uh, This is Blair. He's getting baptized today. We give him a big hand, too. Are you nervous? Yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's normal.
2: I look ridiculous. <laughs> you
1: look ridiculous. No, you don't. We like this T-shirt. Um, thanks, Doug. Blair. Before we uh, baptize you, this is an opportunity for the church family, and uh, Kit City is joining us as well. And their teachers are so glad you guys are up there. <laughs> Woo hoo! Hey guys. It's an opportunity for us to hear your story, okay? So that we might be encouraged and also challenged. So tell us a little bit, Blair, about yourself. Uh, Where are you from? How'd you wind up in Chicago? Where'd you go to school and your family, so on and so forth?
2: Uh, I was born in Beijing, China. Um, My parents uh, grew up in underprivileged neighborhoods in China and uh, studied their way out. worked really hard to get to where they were, and so from a young age, that was sort of the ideal that was imparted in me. Um, When I was six, my mother and I immigrated to Canada, Vancouver, to, uh, uh, it was for my own educational purposes, and um, we did so uh, while my father stayed behind to uh, financially support us. Um, Three years later, uh, we moved back to China to for family reasons, to finish off my elementary school and middle school, and then four years later, I moved back to Vancouver to finish high school, so my life has been a series of moving back and forth. Um, I went to Princeton University for college, uh, studied computer science, graduated in 2017, um, moved to Chicago, is, and I'm currently uh, working uh, for a market-making firm downtown, doing quantitative research. Um, I really liked Chicago during this one summer that I spent here. Uh, later, I would find that I really enjoyed Chicago during the summer.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, that's how I moved to Chicago. Um, when I came, I uh, did some church shopping. Um, interestingly, the uh, well, Newcom is probably, of all the churches that I consider, the one that's like farthest from where I live. Um, I was almost not going to make it, and then, but uh, a classmate uh, pointed me here, and I uh, was immediately, you know, taken aback by uh, the community vibe here. It's just different, and um, also fortunate to be connected immediately with uh, some other Princeton alums in the audience. Um, and yeah, and those coupled with uh, Pastor Peter's phenomenal sermons uh, made me choose Newcomb as
1: my new home. Tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey, Blair. So you grew up in China. So well, how did you get introduced to Christianity? Who are some of your spiritual influences um, and important people you felt like that walk with you in your journey?
2: During the time I spent in Vancouver, um, my mom uh, began going to church at first just as a way to uh, foster community. Um, to sort of like build up a support network for us. Um, during my senior year of high school, she converted and was baptized. That was when I sort of began, begun taking a uh, interest, like taking more interest in uh, Christianity. And um, when I got to Princeton, uh, my freshman year roommate one day was just like, hey, I'm going to this uh, Christian fellowship on campus, wanna come? I was like, sure. So I was introduced to uh, Princeton Evangelical Fellowship, and I sort of spent four years um, meeting with uh, staff members just to talk about the faith. Um, I was I so so the way I sort of approach a lot of problems in life is through an intellectual standpoint, and this was Christianity was no different. I started just like being super interested intellectually about all that you know this dude Jesus had to say, and uh, it's just like very, very uh, engaged in sort of the looking at, you know, evidence, um, mainly historical evidence that I was really interested in, and just like thinking and grappling with the situation. So from an aggregated effort over time perspective, I'd say the people at uh, PEF were the ones who sort of really helped me along this journey. Um, I didn't really completely believe until I moved to Chicago and was after I joined UCOM that I've, uh, that Christ found me. And I suspect you're gonna ask about that next.
1: By the way, isn't that when Blair said Christ found me, did that resonate with anybody? Yes. Uh, how many of our stories are, I couldn't be furthest from God. When he, out of grace and mercy, he reached out and found me. It's powerful. When we talked over coffee about your spiritual journey, you said there was kind of a catalytic moment that caused you to go from, I'm learning about the faith, I'm interested in faith, to, I think I want to commit my life to Christ as my Savior and Lord. Like, what was that like? What happened? Tell us a little bit about it.
2: The point I got to uh, by the time I joined Newcom was one where I was like intellectually pretty uh, comfortable with this idea, like I had no more doubts, but I also didn't really have a, like, a compelling reason to step forth in a step of faith. And that was something I had been struggling with for some time. Um, sometime in September 2017, uh, a guest sermon, uh, a guest pastor came, his name is Daniel Yang, um, he's a friend of Peter's. He gave a sermon on prophecy. And uh, some of you may have been there, but I'll just like briefly recap. He like, During the sermon, he talked about uh, a time when he was given a life-changing prophecy and to make it short, he um, essentially was debating whether or not to uh, take a break from church planting and go get a PhD. He randomly, with his wife, just decided to visit this like small town urban church or small town rural church uh, that they had never like been to before and didn't know anyone there. there. It was also another visiting pastor who went there. Who again, no one knew anyone else. And uh, he, just before the sermon, the, the pastor randomly just called him out by name, got him to stand up, and just told him in no uncertain terms that God wanted him to do a PhD. So the story, you know, as was recounted to me, was just like. I was really uh, was really shocked by this story, so I went home and I uh, I stalked him. <laughs> I went to his Toronto church page, um, scrolled through his list of recorded sermons until I found one where he gave essentially the same talk to his own church, this is Daniel's church, and uh, he talked about prophesying, he, he gave the same story of his um, prophecy, and he uh, In that recording, he played a recording that his wife made of the actual, the literal words that the other pastor had said to him, spoke to him. So I basically dug around until I found that. And I still have a copy of it saved on my hard drive. And so that's, and then upon reflection, I realized what I was missing this whole time was just an act of supernatural significance that I cannot explain without Without, their, you know, without God being behind all of this. Yeah, that was the catalytic moment.
1: Hmm. How do you think your life has changed and is different as a result of who Christ is and Him in your life? Prior to knowing
2: Christ, um, my life was centered around self-achievement, so this is mostly based on how I was raised. You know, um, work hard, achieve a lot for yourself, uh, respect others, but don't be too bothered with what happens to them. After knowing Christ, uh, He has encouraged me to step outside that step outside that boundary. To, basically, has given me A higher sense of morality. He has uh, encouraged me to use the gifts and the achievements for myself to benefit others, to live for others. Um, I guess concretely speaking, uh, I began um, uh, serving on the counting and open arts ministries here. And, uh, you know, I've done volunteering in the past. Uh, They're mostly, you know, I, I can say that, you know, I was giving back to society, but. It's mostly for college applications. Um, so this is really the sort of the first time that I, uh, you know, um, was internally motivated and for, I guess, not a very explicitly personal interest. Um, another thing that I became acutely aware of is the financial gifts and privileges that God has bestowed upon me, and. Uh, I just, you know, like I think a lot of people underappreciate like the power of money as a tool to enrich others, and um, I have been, I, I, you know, like looked into this a lot. I found uh, this movement called effective altruism, which, shameless plug, is this uh, secular movement actually that um, really seeks to answer the question, you know, how can we use our resources, both both time and money-wise, to most effectively pursue altruistic efforts and do the most good and I just you know highly recommend everyone to take a look at this and I think it really it really informs I think it really can inform the way Christians live their lives and also how churches do their ministry and I think it's definitely uh guided me in the way I financially give
1: so good why do you want to be baptized today
2: pastor Zox forced me to I'm just kidding (laughs) Besides so, that, yeah. So, like I said, uh, or like Pastor Zach mentioned earlier, it's it's a public declaration of faith, um, and I, you know, like Jesus commands it. Uh, the early church did it, practiced it, and uh, I view this as very important and very integral to my being immersed in this community, and um, in my in my journey with Christ. Uh, I wish to fully live into the purpose to which uh, God has called me. And um, I know I cannot do it alone. So I want to submit myself to your hands, church.
1: Blair, I have some questions I want to ask before we baptize you. Do you now desire to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? I do. Proclaiming this covenant with Christ, do you renounce all powers of evil and declare your opposition to a way of life in contradiction to the gospel? I do. Do you repent of your sins, confessing that Christ is your Savior and Lord, and living as his faithful disciple? I do. Will you devote yourself to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer? I will. And lastly, Empowered by the Holy Spirit, will you do all in your power to participate fully in the life of this congregation, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? I will. Amen. After Blair is baptized, I want us as a church to clap, not for him, but for the work that God has done and for his glory. Amen. Can we celebrate the Lord one more time and just thank him for Blair and what God has done here. And as you stand on your feet, as we sing this song in response, just simply speaks about the blood of Jesus and how it washes all away of our sins, which is just demonstrated here. We thank God for what he's done today, what he continues to do. God, we give ourselves to you now and as a reminder, Lord, would you continually speak to our hearts and let us know that there is nothing, nothing that we can do outside of you, but through you all things are indeed possible.